Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, We've talked about the food industry pretty much since day one of this pandemic. Remember when uh, all of a sudden there were shortages on hand sanitizer and toilet paper and even bottled water for some reason, which was... It's just bizarre. And now, uh, and I remember, you know, hearing from the head of toilet paper company saying, you know, this, don't worry. We're all good. Uh, we'll be fine here. Just buy what you need. Don't need to hoard. Don't need to, to, to stockpile items. Uh, and, you know, and then we're hearing the other side of that coin, uh, hearing the other side of that story and situations with potato farmers. Think about all the French fries that aren't being made, that aren't being sold because restaurants are closed uh it's amazing how this is is having an impact on our food industry let's bring in greg pretty industrial director fish food and allied workers union and is with us now greg thank you for the time much appreciated oh no problem scott how are you i'm doing well you hope you're doing well with the family yeah working at home i have two <laughs> dogs uh, running around the table so uh <laughs> they, they they may burp I hear you. I hear you. So, you know, we've been hearing about shortages and such, but I guess in some situations, like with potatoes, there's an overabundance of these. How, how, give us some more examples of how this is affecting the food system. Well, the, uh, the COVID issue itself is uh, drastically affecting the uh, fishery in, in Newfoundland. Uh, I work for the FFAW. I work for uh, uh, harvesters and plant workers. And uh, we usually see a start to the crab fishery uh, during the first week of April. Uh, it's now uh, late in April, and we haven't uh, started yet. And it's primarily due to safety issues surrounding not only the harvesting, but the processing of, uh, of different species. You know, we've certainly seen this in, in, in other type of food plants, whether it's meat plants or such. I mean, this is work that has to be done in relatively close quarters. How do we change that? How do we, how do we make that adjustment? That's, uh, that's quite accurate, uh, and it's, it's a tough one. The issues of sanitation and screening are very fundamental, basic issues uh, that are the best practices that we, we've seen uh, uh, globally. The tougher one for food processing is the, uh, the, the so-called social distancing. I don't call it that. I call it work distancing. For example, in a fish processing plant, on any given shift, you may have 150 production workers that generally worked shoulder to shoulder. So that's causing a, a great amount of anxiety in workers who uh, will come to work in the, in the weeks to come and will now find themselves partitioned by plexiglass uh, uh, from their co-worker, but at the same time have airborne uh, proteins and allergens and, and now the potential for, for COVID-19. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very unhealthy cocktail, and there's a lot more has to be done before people feel comfortable going in and, and producing uh, those products. What would have to be done? I mean, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is testing. I mean, uh, I guess if everybody in a plant such as that is safe, then, then everyone's safe. But, you know, obviously if, if, one, if one tests positive, uh, you know, obviously the rippling effect will be huge. What, what sort of changes need to be made? How, how can you do this? 
Well, I think the most important one uh, we're dealing with right now is personal protection equipment, PPEs, as you know, everybody knows what it is at this yeah. point. But what what we've seen uh, with the with these fish companies, uh, they originally talked about uh, using N95s, uh, the, the the respirator, the medical respirator. It's also an industrial application respirator, and we had a, a fair degree of comfort with that with that respirator. It's tight fitting. It's uh, it's rated. It stops ninety five percent of uh, of uh, airborne particles, and and there was comfort in that. <clears throat> but in developing their their protocols, the fish companies actually, uh, for reasons I guess of unavailability, uh, decided to use uh, surgical masks. And here is the problem. Uh, and while the chief medical officer for Newfoundland has has said the surgical masks are, are okay. There's no standardization on the masks, which means that one plant can have a, a Canadian tire dust mask used in an industrial setting, right. and another plant can, can use uh, a Chinese uh, manufactured knockoff of, a, uh, of an N, uh, N, N95. And that's what we're running into. The lack of standardization has to be addressed if we're going to get these, these fisheries which I think a lot of Canadians would enjoy, like lobster, crab, shrimp, cod, groundfish, whitefish. Until that's uh, in place, uh, you may see delays in, uh, in those products. What about contamination of product? And I know that there's been, uh, you know, no information regarding that uh, that I've heard of where uh, this could be transmitted, transmitted through, you know, through human contact and the product that you're handling. Has there been any any discussion on that or, or is that a non-issue? It's a, at this point, it's a non-issue. It, it, it probably will become because people are asking questions, for example, how the big question, of course, is how is it transmitted? Can it, can it be transmitted through a frozen product? Well, at this point, uh, people are, are, are uh, satisfied that it's not transmitted that way. But we're very early into this, uh, into this uh, COVID situation, and I, I'm sure as more research uh, comes to light, uh, people will take a different view. This thing changes, as you know, Scott, every week. There are new things, new protocols coming. So we have to be extremely adaptable. How much has this slowed down the season for the fisheries, and what does this do to stocks? You know, we've heard that you know in some areas where cars aren't driving, that wild animals are coming into the towns. Does this is this would this ever be long enough to help stock in any way? Well, the good news is we've always had wild animals coming into the towns in Newfoundland. Yeah, but, there you go. <laughs> that was pretty pretty common. Yeah, they're called Westerners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come, they come from a ways. From there a ways. they go. Yeah. So, so I'm not, uh, I'm not quite sure how, uh, how, uh, how that will unfold at this point. So, I guess uh, as well, testing is is a big issue too. That there has to be an abundance of tests uh, through these plants as well. Is that accurate, uh, Scott? Did you mean the uh, temperature testing? No, to, temp- to test the workers to make sure that yeah that they're that they're yeah. uh, not infected. Yes, no, and and what we've seen over the last uh, four or five weeks is that that's been uh, become a, a pretty standard uh, issue now protocol in uh, food processing, and uh, that's something I guess is going to be uh, stay with us for for a long time. And that mm. uh, before you come to work, 
you are you are temperatures recorded, temperatures taken, it's recorded, and uh, so that there, there's a pattern of uh, of each employee's uh, temperatures over the course of uh, a particular production season. Greg Prady has been with us, Industrial Director, Fish Food and Allied Workers Union, talking about how it has affected work uh, virtually in every industry, including the food industry and fisheries industries. Greg, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Stay safe. Thank you, Scott. Anytime. Cheers. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.